This is the Two Girls Talking Podcast. That's not even what you're supposed to say. Oh. <laughs> Hi, Amanda. Hi, Abigail. What's up? Uh, I am house-sitting. I am back from Japan, and I am house-sitting at, like... Japan! Yeah. But I'm at, like, this... It's kind of like a farm, and it's in the middle of nowhere, and it's a little scary to be here all by myself at night. What's the scariest thing about being there? Well, just at night, because it's, like, dark and out in the middle of nowhere, someone could come and, like, rob me or worse. I hope that doesn't happen. I hope it doesn't happen while I'm talking to you. Yeah, me too. Graham is coming tonight, and I, I, Graham is very obsessed with security and safety, and I'm sure he's going to have a lot of issues with the... But I, there's two dogs. There's two German Shepherd dogs. So I feel like that would hopefully scare people away. I mean, we'll find out, won't we? <laughs> yes. What's up with you? Wait, I want... Uh, not much, but I want to hear about Japan. Tell me everything. Tell you everything. Like, when did you get back? How long were you there? I was there for a week, and I got back a couple days ago. Um, and it took us 30 hours to of travel time back. But because of the time change, it was like we came back at, like, the same time we left. That's scary. It's like time travel, huh? I know. And, and because it was 30 hours of doing time travel, I kept marveling at the time travel to everyone I could talk to. I was like, this is so weird. It's still Thursday. It's still Thursday. That would freak me out way too much. Um, what did you think of Japan? I know it's the first time you've been there. Yes. It's the first time I've been there. Um, it's the first time I'd been to Asia at all. And really the first time I'd been to a country where there's hardly any English. Um, so like hardly anyone there speaks any English at all. Um, really yeah which was super cool um because it was I don't know it made it more of an adventure I felt a lot of times like we were on the amazing race um because we like or an escape room actually I kept thinking of you um because it was it reminded me of an escape room in that we like we were we were going to find our Airbnb or whatever and we had these train passes and we had Wi-Fi that like sometimes worked and sometimes didn't and we didn't have any cell reception and we had to figure out which train to take and everything is in Japanese and there's Japanese characters and then there's um if you're lucky there's um the Japanese word but written in like English letters um and thankfully there was like English letters pretty much whenever we needed them, but then we had to like figure out if that was the right city or that sort of thing. Um, and then we had to get on the right train and we had to use the right train pass and everything is just like so different than here. Um, that it really did feel like the amazing race or an escape room where you were just like on a scavenger hunt trying to figure out a puzzle. Um, and I, it's the sort of thing that I could see frustrating a lot of people, but I just thought it was fun because it was like a game. Um, and because, in every scenario, Carolyn and I would do this thing. Like, if we started to get worried, we'd be like, okay, what's the worst that could happen? Really? Yeah, nothing right. that bad. No, it's like, oh, we miss our train. Okay, then we get a cab. Or like, oh, we lose our, like, we lose this. Okay, we go here. Like, it was, you know, it was just like, it, it also highlighted, whenever I'm in a situation like that, it highlights, like, 
the extreme privilege I live in where it's like, even if I lose all my money, I have a credit card. And even if I lose that credit card, I have another credit card and I have an American passport. So all I have to do is show up at an embassy and I'll be taken care of. Um, and so yes, that, that was all, um, kind of cool and eye opening. And then the country itself was just, uh, just incredible. Um, it was like amazing food, amazing things to do. It was really fun just to walk around. Um, everything is like green and lush because it rains a lot. Um, and we visited a couple different cities and then we went to, um, we went to the Uzu Peninsula, which is on the ocean and it's basically on the edge of the world. Um, and we did some hiking around there and we stayed in this traditional Rio Con, um, which is like you sleep on the mats on the floor and, uh, it was also super cheap. Um, we spent, we each spent less than like 50 bucks a night, uh, for lodging. And then the conversion rate works out really well. And then the prices there are good. Um, so it was like, I can't wait to go back. And I what kept, what was your favorite thing uh, my favorite thing was probably when we were in the city of Ito, which was out in the country on the, um, on, it was like a, it was like a fishing village, um, about, about like, uh, two hours on the train outside of Tokyo. Um, and I really loved the place we stayed. It was on the river and the river like goes out to the ocean. Um, and it just, it had, it had a feel if, like we went down to the fish market one morning um, and it's, it's a wholesaler only fish market. So it's not a tourism fish market at all. Um, and we had missed them selling the fish cause it, we were there a little bit late, but we could see all the empty like buckets where the fish had been. And then there was these, this group of like nine old Japanese men who just, you and they were reading the newspaper and hanging out and you could tell that they go there every morning. And that's like their, that's their retirement activity is they hang out at the fish market. Um, and the, I asked them if I could take their picture, which of course I had to do with miming cause I don't speak Japanese and they don't speak English. Um, and they were, they were tickled and delighted. Um, and so that was, I, I enjoyed that. And I was like, Oh, I want to come back here and like hang out with them. Um, and then that, like in that same city, we went on this really, um, cool hike through a national park. Um, and it was pouring rain, which was unfortunate because we could have hiked a lot longer, but we got absolutely soaking wet, like completely drenched. And at the end of the hike, we found like a little ramen gift. Like it was a gift shop for the national park and they had ramen mm. and, and we were freezing cold and it was pouring rain and we were like, yay. So yeah, those are, those are, that was probably like my, um, like my favorite destination. Um, but I, it's like, it's so hard to pick a favorite like thing we did. Was or there thing I ate. really surprised? The prices surprised me. So like, for example, they have 7-Eleven convenience stores on just about every block. And, um, and it's like 7-Eleven or just like the type. 7-Eleven brand, which is, like, way bigger there than it is here. And, um, and so they, they're, they're all over the place. And it's a little convenience store with, like, all the stuff you would expect there, except in Japanese. Um, and then they have all the fresh food, which was, like, these super good, um, onigiri rice balls and aga sushi balls and, like, different hand rolls, um, and little bento boxes, 
and basically like you know kind of the um the snack boxes you might find at Starbucks uh-huh um that are super delicious and fresh so kind of like that except way more options way more delicious food and like basically free like like one of those Starbucks boxes there would have been like 250 that's crazy why is it so different i don't know <laughs> That's just okay. like, but the, but that was surprising to me. I was like, oh, this is awesome. And I, and <clears throat> Carolyn and I, and because we can't read the Japanese label, it's kind of a guessing game what's in it. Um, and so we tried to tr- like get one of everything and try it, you know, as we, as we traveled throughout the country the week we were there um, and everything was just so good. And <clears throat> they even sell booze at the 7-Eleven um, and they had the little mini bottles of champagne Again, for $2. Uh, amazing. amazing. And I, I, every time I was in a 7-Eleven, I felt this urgency to buy everything I like. Because it's just like, it's, it's kind of this like, I grew up poor mentality of like, it's a good deal and it's delicious. And we're, you know, who knows what's going to happen next. We need to like gather together all of our rice balls and champagne. Yes. Um. But yes, the the prices really surprised me. Conversely, is that the word? Conversely, on the other hand, um, beer at restaurants was really expensive. Oh, really? Yeah. So like crappy Bud Light type domestic beer there was like, I don't know, seven or eight dollars. And if they had good beer, like actual real beer, it was like way more, even just for a pint. I don't know. It's just like, it's just the industry or whatever. I don't know. Was there anything you didn't like about Japan? The cost of the beer. Okay. Yes. Um, oh, I know you kept saying how much you loved it there. You kept texting me being like, this is my favorite place. Yeah. I love this. You know, I'm oh. moving here. All the stuff. Oh, yeah. Something else I loved but- was the toilets. Yes, yes. They're, about that. they're super fancy. Um, they they have like the so they have two features that I thought were really cool. One was uh it was like a music maker basically. It was a machine where you like a little box where you pressed a button and it would play the sound of a toilet flushing. Mm-hmm. And the idea is you play that to cover up your toilet sounds. That sounds like brilliant. Right? Instead of like flushing and wasting water. So I loved that feature. And then the other feature I liked was there was like a bidet um, that sprayed water and you can choose where you wanted it sprayed and you could choose cold water or hot water. And it just was a lot cleaner experience than um, toilets here. Yeah, toilets here sound like garbage compared to that. Oh, yeah. No, I was, you know, up in my Amazon Prime checking out what they might be able to offer me to to fill the hole in my heart left by Japan. But, yeah, I don't know. I Like, if, I, if there was something I didn't like, I mean, I didn't like um, when there would be, like, annoying American tourists. Um, in general, I felt kind of like... So, in general, I was, like, treated very well. And, in general, we didn't see any Americans. There was only, like one and a half days where we like ran into other Americans. Otherwise it was like, maybe we saw a couple a day, uh, which I, which I loved. Um, because I, I don't know. I just feel insecure as an American because you know, like Trump and, uh, frat boys 
And so like in our, on our last day, we were, um, we were in this, we were in the bamboo forest in Kyoto, which was amazing and beautiful. Um, and there was like this huge group of frat guys on bicycles and they were like just being douchey and like, just like exactly how you can imagine them except in another country. And it was like, and I was like, I hate them. I hate that. Like, that's so obnoxious. Yeah. So that was probably my least favorite thing. Why so obnoxious? I don't know, man. That's crazy. But I know that sometimes I am, some people see me as obnoxious. So I'm going to try to like, you know, remember the frat boys and be like, are you being those douchey frat guys to someone else right now? Well, I mean, that sounds very like a way to be. Certainly. Yes. Well, that's why I'm sequ- that's why I'm sequestered in the woods, so I can't, you know, be frat boys to anybody, terrorize anyone. Well, it sounds like you had quite a transformative experience. Like, would you rate it like the best trip you'd been on, or the best like sit like country, or probably? I think the older I get, the better my trips get. Why is that? Uh, because I'm richer. Like, I can afford more things. <laughs> Um, and because I have more experiences, right. So I like, know, like, oh, this is what I like to have on an international flight or like something equally bougie. Mm -hmm. Um, and then I think like, just as a, um, like as a maturing adult, you like, you're hopefully are more accepting of, um, other people of yourself, of, um, the things that come with trips like exhaustion and confusion and uncertainty, like, like all of that stuff that can make a trip stressful. I just think I keep getting better and better at, um, letting those roll off my back. Um, Uh or, or communicating that I have a need, like, like Carolyn and I, um, were in Tokyo and we were at this street fair. That was amazing. There was like, we saw some Japanese high schoolers do a flash mob, like, it was like, I mean, it was, it was everything you could hope for. I bought a bunch of stuff like ceramics and stuff from different little booths. Um, they were like, we were, we watched them make a ton of food. Um, it was, it was really cool. And we had stumbled upon it and we were like, yes, best trip ever. Um, and I love that. I love when you don't really have a plan for the day. You're like, okay, I think we're going to go here. We're going to go here. And you know how much I love my steps. So like on trips, I just like to wander about. Um, yeah. And, um, And so we stumbled across the street fair and it was really fun and I loved it. But being in the middle of a dense crowd made me feel overwhelmed. Um, And I like sort of started to feel a little panicky and I got a beer. I got like an expensive beer too um, because that like always chills me out. Like anytime I'm in a social situation, alcohol just like it silences. It like silences the part of me that's like panicked. Um, So I got a beer Um, but whenever I'm like traveling or whatever, alcohol doesn't really have that much of an effect on me. Like I didn't even like start to feel, um, like actual buzz until like my fifth day, (laughs) just because it was like, I'm on high alert. So much going. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so I like got a beer and it like helped a little, but I still felt like, okay, I just need to take a break. And I was able to say that to Carolyn. I was able to be like, hey, like, I need a minute. Like, can we sit down somewhere? Um, Or, like, I just need to sit down somewhere either way. Um, And I think, like, 
even five years ago, I would have had a hard time communicating that to whoever I was traveling with because I'd be like, no, we got to like power through, like don't steal the fun from everyone. Like don't be a joy killer with your anxiety disorder. Um, and now I just feel like what's the worst that could happen? So also I think that like what you said, I think a lot of that comes from self-awareness and comes from kind of knowing what you need. I think that that's, that's been a really hard thing for me to pinpoint, especially, but has gotten easier as I've gotten older is kind of, Oh, I think the remedy for feeling this stressed out is maybe like laying quietly in bed for an hour or, you know, you like kind of, you kind of know what you need as you get older, but I think it's really hard to know. You just like, you're like, man, I feel anxious. I feel stressed out. I feel unhappy. I don't know how to fix this. I don't know how I got to this state. Like, it's just, it's hard to be that aware, you know? Yeah. Well, and it's, and I think it's just trial and error. (laughs) So like, like the older I get, the more trips I take, um, and the more I learn. And so I think like all of those things together combined with the fact that Japan is just like the most amazing place, um, just made it a really good trip for me. And I, it was the sort of thing where I was like, why doesn't everyone come to Japan? Like, at least in my peer group, I like, I could think of 30 people that I wanted to text every day being like, this will be your favorite city. Mm-hmm. Like hands down. And I've been, I mean, I've been to uh, London, Paris, Dublin. I've been to a couple places in Canada. Like I'm not super well traveled, but I've been around a little bit. Yeah. And I love traveling. I loved all those places, but Japan definitely felt more universally uh, awesome to the people I know. Yeah. Well, that sounds awesome. That's great to find like a place that you love that much. I was surprised to hear you like, because usually when you go somewhere, you're like, yeah, it's really cool. It's awesome. It's fun. But you really like enjoyed it, which is kind of what you wanted of a trip. You know, you want to feel like that level of love for a place. So that's kind of cool. Yes. I was, I'm obsessed. I'm, I'm (laughs) over the moon in love. Hard eyes was researching, um, like different Japan posters I could get on Etsy to (laughs) add to my gallery wall, which I saw that, which I, I, yeah, I thought, I thought you would see that since we share an Etsy account. Um, I know other stuff you were searching too. What else? Underwears. Oh, (laughs) it like recommended that to me because of you. Um, what did I do? You like from your old Etsy store or something. Uh, It was like, it was like, we have some suggestions for you. And, and so it was this like beautiful, like laundry, like handmade lingerie shop. And I was like, Oh, okay. Like, no, once I saw you clicking around in there, I was like, what's this? I want to look. And so then I started clicking around too. And I was like, I love all these beautiful things. Exactly. Yeah. I was like, I was like, man, I wish I could justify buying any of this. Some $40 pairs of underwear. Right. Uh, Which is, which is also the truth about the bidet on Amazon. I can't buy that either. (laughs) Yeah, I was looking, well, and I always, no matter what the main thing is on Etsy, like when you open up Etsy.com, when it shows you some beautiful trinket for sale, I will click on whatever it is on the homepage. I'm just like, I need this, whatever it is. Yeah. So well, I clicked on engagement rings. I clicked on like men's grooming bags. I've clicked on like everything. I'm just like, I want that. What is that? Yeah, no, I'm, I'm a sucker for some good product photography. Um, and I, um, I like that when I search stuff on the account we share, that you then will get to, like, enjoy it as well. What else? What else? What did Um, you do this week? God damn, I don't even know. Um, 
what did I do this week? It was a big week at work. Um, my sister graduated high school, so we had to go down for that. Is that your youngest sister? Yes, my 18-year-old sister, wow. Liz. We went down, and the woman facilitating the graduation pretty much acted like it was her time to give a speech, like she'd never been allowed to give a speech before. So she started giving all sorts of crazy advice, and it was very strange. Yeah, um, I go to some youth theater musical productions a couple times uh -huh. a year, and the woman who does the announcements, like, at the beginning, which is basically, like, silence your cell phones and, like, what's up to the nursing home people in the back and, like, those sorts of things. It is, like, it, when she does it, it's, like, her, it's, like, her own personal musical. Like, it's, it's, yeah. it's everything she's ever wanted in life happening and it's, like, her stage. That's how this woman was acting. Her name was in the program about 12 times for different things she was doing. Um, and it was yes. like presentation yes. of candidate, like, uh, you know, rose serum, like all this stuff. It was just nonsense. And, and she gave the worst advice. And my dad kept looking at me being like, what's happening? And I was like, I don't know. What? Oh, go ahead. No, you were talking. It just cut you out. Oh, all I was going to say is that I spent the day on a rooftop pool in downtown Los Angeles, and it was pretty much perfect. It was at the Eastern Building, which is like the big blue building, and it was amazing. Was it hot? It was for some... It was hot. It was for someone's baby shower. I'm a little bit sunburned, but it was beautiful. I got a little bit sunburned today, too. I was laying out. Tanning is my number one goal in life. Number one goal is tanning. Number two goal is getting to buy a bidet. Number three goal, not getting murdered. I like that goal. I actually don't care about getting murdered. It's everything before that that I'm, like, not on board with. Yeah, I don't care if I die, like, without really knowing, like, unexpectedly or whatever. But I don't want to, like, feel pain or, like, yeah. be scared. Yeah, I'm not scared of death. I'm scared of, like, rape. Yeah. I, I just would, like, if it's to get killed, I just want it to happen real fast. I was listening to a radio radio lab episode last night, and I had to stop listening to it because it was about, like, these kids who got, like, tied up and raped in the woods by, like, this crazy man. And I was like, I'm in the woods. I should stop listening to this. Well, it's not going to make it happen. No, but I felt more scared. No, I know that. I just felt scared, and it was, like, scared. It was like I felt scared because I was in the woods. Yeah. I'm sorry. That's not good. Joke life moments? Uh, I have a good joke life moment. Okay. So I, I worked at a company in Santa Monica for a while, and it was terrible. And I had to, like, drive there all the time. And it would take me hours out of my day. And I had to leave at, like, 3 p.m. in the afternoon to get home by 5 p.m. And it just really sucked and was super shitty. I don't have air conditioning in my car, so it was really hot. Uh, so I quit that job, and I got a job downtown. And I worked downtown for a month and a half. Which is, and, near, which is near where you are. Which is really close to where I live. Yeah, I can get on the subway and go down, like, metro and go down, like, five stops. And there I am, right at work. And I was like, this is amazing. This is the best thing ever. Well, on Saturday, my boss texted me to say... Hey, we're moving the whole company to Santa Monica for three months. So now I get to drive to Santa Monica again. Sad. For three months. Sad. I'm so bummed. I yeah. can't even tell you. That so sucks. bummed. That sucks. I know. I know. And then I had to get like, uh, and so 
up until that point, this whole past week, my car's brakes have been grinding, I would say, like growling, grinding, scraping. Um, and I was like, that's fine. That's just what noises cars make, surely. Uh, but with the news that I was going to have to go to Santa Monica every day, I had to go get it fixed, and it was $400. Oh. So, not, <laughs> so not only am I going – oh, and another joke-like thing about the brakes, I had to call John – to come down and like be a man in the situation, John, my boyfriend, I, had to, I was like, Hey, can you come down and like, you know, talk to this car salesman face to face and be like, Oh, rotors and brakes and things. Cause the guy was like trying to sell me 18 different kinds of brake problem things. And I was like, I don't know if I need this or not. I have no idea. So John had to come down and poke around and poke things with a stick and be like, I don't know about this. And the guy's like, oh, okay, well, what about this? And, you know, use their little lingo, whatever. Anyway, that felt joke-like, too. I was like, oh, I have to have some dude come down and do a dude thing. Yeah. Dumb. Dumb. Uh, my joke-life moment is that I wanted to have some wine this evening, um, and I'm house-sitting, and I knew that there's, like, two houses on the property where I'm house-sitting out in the middle of nowhere. Um, and I knew that in the other house was this automatic bottle opener that's like, that sounds like audio feedback issues. <laughs> I saw, I know what it was, but that's going to sound like murder to anyone listening. <laughs> well, that is kind of what it sounds like. Um, the, and so I was like, oh, I'll go do that. I'll go open this wine bottle with that. So I went over there and I picked it up. And I've never used one of these, one of them before because they always feel very confusing to me. But this just had uh, this just had two buttons. It had an up button and a down button. That sounds like enough buttons to handle. Yeah. And so I um I tried, and I could not I could not figure it out. I did split the cork into three different pieces, though. So if that's what the buttons are supposed to do, then my life isn't a joke. But I did fish out the uh, the rest of the cork with a uh, traditional metal corkscrew. Wow, sounds like a real hefty night for you. Yes. We also have some user-submitted joke life moments. One of them is from someone who said their name was Buzzy. Okay. And did not leave their email address. And so I don't know if this is a real is, a real one or if they're just testing to see if we will read it on air. Okay. But what is it? So Buzzy says a cockroach recently bit me in the ear while I was sleeping, giving my right earlobe cause to approximately double in size. Apparently, if one naps without brushing the teeth, one's rotting breath attracts these critters like nothing else. So that's that sounds like a cipher before you get murdered by someone in a Sherlock Holmes book. That doesn't sound like a joke life moment. I mean, I guess it's a joke life moment if it really is because he didn't brush his teeth. How would we verify that, though? I don't think that's true. I don't think that if you don't brush your teeth, the cockroaches are going to be like, get, get, I want that. Also, the cockroach bit the ear, not like the lip. 
Yeah. Also, this whole thing, I would hate it if it happened to me. Uh, one time I woke up and a roach was on my face. And this was like 10 years ago. Oh, my God. Don't tell me that ever. I blogged about it and I completely forgot. And then like time hop reminded me and I was like, what? I like my brain blocked I, it out. Traumatic. No, time hop, time hop should filter out crazy crap like that. Yeah, that's why I don't use time hop anymore. I don't either. It's just one long series of like 10 years worth of depressing memories. Jeez. Every day a new depressing memory. Yes. Okay, and then we have another user-submitted joke life moment. Listener submitted. Did I say user-submitted? Listener submitted. You did say user. I went off today on the girl at Burn60 about the interface design of the iPad that they were using. Dude, and I, was like, I felt that way the one time I went there. I know, and she was like, well, she brought it up. I didn't bring it up, but she was like, I know, it's so hard to figure out what this, and I was like, yeah, that's because that doesn't look like a button. User, like, interactive design needs to look, like, make sense, and it needs to look like a button if you want someone to tap it, and it needs to have a call to action in order to do that. She was like, yeah. <laughs> Here's the thing. I even, like, clicked the right thing. I even clicked the thing that doesn't quite look like a button. I was like, okay, there's nowhere else to click. I bet this is where I click. But then it was non-responsive. Nothing happened when I clicked it. So I didn't, yeah. so I was like, oh, I must not have done the right thing. It's like a, a user needs a user needs confirmation that they've done the right thing. I know. All right, so here's so here's our user submitted joke life moment. This is from Chris, um, and so he um, he lives in San Diego, and it's actually funny because his wife Erin texted me a joke life moment and was like, "Don't share this on air," but it was also a parking story. So I think it's funny that they both like had joke life parking stories uh-huh. um so he says he lives in san diego and his parents came down to visit from out of town and um they went to the uss midway museum for memorial day weekend which by the way sounds like a nightmare because i mean doesn't everyone do that on memorial day weekend yeah it sounds like a lot of work yeah i was yeah and memorial day weekend i'm like i'm going to japan peace out um and so they, like, finished the museum, and they're like, oh, let's go get some lunch down in Seaport Village, and forgot that it was a holiday weekend, and everyone would be at Seaport Village, and parking would be a total nightmare. So, joke life. Um, and they pulled up to a parking lot, and of course, there was a big sign that said, lot full, um, and he went up to the attendant and was like, is the lot full? And she was like, no, 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 it's okay, like, a lot of people are leaving, um, and it's 10 and she tells him it's 10 bucks, but if you get it validated, it'll only be four bucks, et cetera, et cetera. And he gets in and, um, there's like a bunch of people looking for parking and no one is actually leaving. Uh-huh. But where the, but the funny part is that, so he's like trying to, you know, slowly drive through a parking lot with a million people looking for parking which by the way is my least favorite activity in the world i will like do anything to avoid something like that including parking like two miles away um and uh, um and so he says he realizes the reason why everything's going so slow is because there's two people inside of the parking lot that have decided to offer valet parking and so they're like taking people's money to, like, go park their cars for them. Um, 
And the But they weren't affiliated with a lot? I can't tell if they are or not. I like to believe that they're not affiliated with a lot. They're just like some young entrepreneurs who are like, we know what to do here. As long as we have all the car keys, we can double park as many cars as we want. Anyway, because the double totally. park, because the double parking was going on, people who were not valet parked and wanted to leave couldn't leave because they were blocked in. Um, and so he tried. So then Chris, um, Chris wants to leave the parking lot because he's like, never mind, this is dumb. And the lady tries to charge him. So joke That's life. crazy. There you go. Life is a joke. Also, happy birthday, Amanda. Maybe you could save my number in your phone now. Yeah, he was texting me weird bitmojis and stuff, and I was like, who is this? He's like, well, if you don't know, I'm not going to tell you, which is even scarier. <laughs> but then I guessed from the bitmoji. I guessed from the bitmoji who it was. Good job. I know. Have you since saved him in your phone? No. <laughs> All right, well, you two listeners can submit your joke life moments. A joke life moment is, and I always forget to say this at the beginning, and instead I say it at the end, right? but it's, at the end. Wow. It's, it's any time where um, something happens in your life that makes it clear that your life is a joke, not a real thing, um, either due to your own stupidity or just plain old bad luck. Um, so if you have a joke life moment, you can send it into us on our website, twogirlstalking.club. If you have any other feedback you'd like to share, um, if you have um, wise words for the, the listeners in the Netherlands, um, please pass those along. Um, we'd also love to get some reviews on iTunes, um, positive or negative. Uh, and what else do we tell the people? Amanda. Um, I was looking up how to say hello in the in Dutch. So say it. Hello. <laughs> here's a, Can you say goodbye? Here's another one. One second. Alright. Doi doi. Is that goodbye? This isn't an official way of saying goodbye, but you will hear it a lot, and it basically means bye-bye. Doi doi. Here's Totziens. See you later. Totzo. See you soon. Totstrax. See you soon. Apparently, there's many ways of saying hello and goodbye in Dutch. Well, that's true in English also. Which greeting you will use depends on the time of day. Yeah, there's a lot of different ways to greet people and say goodbye. In In all the world. Bienvenido. Bienvenido. Demonstrate one for me right now. Ohio is good morning in Japanese. And uh, Uh sumimasen is pardon or I'm sorry, which I had to learn because I just felt like every time I bumped in, like I constantly am apologizing for my like existence um, because I just, I'm very tall and awkward. Um, and so I was like, sumi masan, sumi masan. Um. Everywhere, yeah. Yeah. And then the big one, which I guess we'll end the show with. Um, <clears throat> so in Japan, you bow in greeting. Um, and I just started uh-huh. doing, I just started doing it all the time because, uh, because 
I didn't know how to say any other words. <laughs> so I just would bow to be like, you know, I love you. Hi. Thank you, etc. Um, and then when we were on our layover in Canada, I asked on the way back, I accidentally bowed to our server as we were leaving. And I was like, oh, I felt lame. Anyway, the one thing, the one word I knew going into the country that I said probably a hundred times a day and that they also say when you leave a shop is arigato. Yes. Which means thank you. So arigato I, listeners. Arigato. Arigato. Dada to listeners in the Netherlands. Good. Good and dog. And we will see you all next week. Good night. Good to the bond. Good to make dog. Was in a place. Prepared for me. The great big ice cream sundae out of space. I stuffed my face because it was free. And when I was finished, its, its size was not diminished. The great big ice cream sundae out of space. Was in a place prepared for me.